Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along. The Online Darts Live Lounge returns Monday night, 8pm. Boys, we plan the show and then from about 12 o'clock... All hell has broken loose. We've had draws for TV tournaments. The calendar has dropped. Oh, my God. Where do we start, boys? It's going to be... There's Fergie time tonight. Planning a show is a loose term. We went, yeah, we'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> there was no context. Like It was, okay, this is the topics tonight. The rest is, it would all break... Or how will break loose. I've just been reading absolutely everything. That's why I was a little bit late. I'll take the blame. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> Um, look, we knew the calendar was due, but we didn't quite know it was going to drop the way it did, and all hell's broken loose. We're going to go straight into it, first of all. But as always, we're going to welcome everyone in the chat room. Uh, Craig, Tommy, Bob, um, ABM, Sam is in. How are we doing? Harry, Kyle, of course, Paul is in. Owen, Shawnee, Mac, um, Kieran, Joe, Andrew, uh, Nels is in. Davey, Carl from Darts Track. I hope you are good, buddy. Uh, Malachi, Paddy. Um, BOA is in, Bill and Anon is in. Um, right, boys, we're just going straight into it. The calendar is hit, and oh my god, it has caused chaos on social media. So the first big news is that Pro Tours are now all midweek. There are no weekend Pro Tours anymore. That's the huge news that's dropped. First of all, good or bad, before we go into it, one word, good or bad, yes or no? We're not messing around here, are we? Oh, we're going straight in. Sog waiting around, we are going in, haymakers going, let's go. Chat room, get involved. <laughs> Such a difficult question to answer, because there is a mixed bad in there. No, good for the tour, not for a certain few. Overall, the one two eight, is it good? No. Can't be. Not unless there's another announcement still to come. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having to agree with you. 
Lord says there is aspects of the the hot as a whole that's good, but if you are summarising in just one word, which we don't like to do in a two-hour show, Phil, to be honest, no, we're going to go like into to speak a bit more about it. <laughs> it's just, just first opinions, good or bad. On the matter, they'll be bad, but yeah, bad. Right, let, let, let's let's go into it before we look at anything else on the calendar. Let's go into it from. I'm I'm looking at it from this point of view. For the elite, for the Premier League players, for the World Series players, it's immense. However, we know, looking at numbers, the lower end of the tour, financially, it is not sustainable as a full-time job. And if you work, which, what do we reckon? 65% of the tour still has a full-time job or higher? Well, I wouldn't say full time, I'd say they work as well. Is it worth reading a tweet from a tour card holder? Is it Nick Kelly? Kicking the tea for a person who works full time and 26 days leave a year. It's more than that, he's done the sums wrong. So that's just the the, the, the playing days you've got travel yeah. days. Qualifying days. Yeah, that's how many days holiday he gets. It's 30 Pro Tours. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's just put in the tea for a person who works full time and has 26 days leave a year. Yeah. Well, that's wrong because you get 28 legally. So he's yeah, but some include days. Christmas Day, etc., in your leave. Yeah, I don't. I only get 25. But you have to take Christmas Day, New Year's yes. Day, and one other as yeah. standard. So you're, yes. so you're eight on whatever it is on top. Yeah. So. From that aspect, it, it it can't be it can't be a positive when the pressure then on these players. To some people, will be in jobs where they can have more days, but then more days will fall into normally an unpaid category. So then the pressure on them to earn that money on tour, i.e., like says, just personally, my role, I would be able to have more off, but I would be losing money from my position. That he's guaranteed it in the job I'm in to do and yes the benefits of being a top 16 top probably even top 32 player is financially very very beneficial but the risk and pressure on that on yourselves there is huge well the other end as well isn't it is that actually there's been a big race for being top of the challenge tour and getting call-ups over the last couple of years especially as the world series dates haven't been announced yet it's absolute carnage. Premier League. Look, it's going to be carnage for the Premier League players if you play them Saturday, Sunday, or if you play them Monday, Tuesday. They've still got to travel. They've still got to be wherever they need to be for a Premier League on a Wednesday. They still have to report on a Wednesday for media locally, etc. So some of it's still going to be an absolute nightmare for them. But the weeks that they choose to opt out or sit out, you've then got to find replacements midweek instead of weekend. So you're putting more pressure on your feeder system as well. Basically, unless there is a minimum wage offered, which the last time we spoke to Matt Porter, they were not in the business of that. Absolutely not. It's a competition. We've upped the prize money. You only have to win one in three to get the same amount as you did two years ago for winning one game, etc. You're in that position, but it's still not going to be enough at all, even with the top boys missing. Well, that was the thing. Last time we spoke to him was with the match play, and it was a categorical no there will not be anything like snooker coming in. And also in that conversation, the calendar was 99% finalised. 
So I don't think that's going to change. Just judging on what was said in that interview, the, the calendar was 99% finalised then, and categorically it was no, we are not going to follow snooker. So they would have they would have known that they were moving to 100% midweek pro tours at least three months ago. So I'm just looking now, right? So far this year, new tour card holders that won their card in January. Adam Warner, he's earned eight and a half grand. Danny Van Tripe, eight seven five. Ronnie Hybrex, ten. Adam Smith Neil, eleven seven five. People that were regulars on the Super Series last year: Josh Payne, twelve seven five. Robert Owen, thirteen two five. Graham Usher, um, thirteen five. Aaron Monk, three seven five. And we're now in September. We're nine months in, and they've not even earned a livable wage from playing darts. And, and bearing in mind, that's what they've earned. That's not, that's got a tax has to come out of that. Management fees, costs to get there. If they're not managed, there's, there's hotels, there's travel. This is a disaster. Well, the only advantage I can see right now is that costs of hotels <coughs> for the pro tour players and traveling should be cheaper. Mondays and Tuesdays should be cheaper than Saturday, Sunday. That's the only benefit I can see right now. The it, Premier League it, players are still going to say as and when that the travel becomes a pain in the ass. They haven't really added anything to the Euro Tour structure or anything else that means those weekends were unusable where they were. All that they'll be doing is cutting corners on venue costs, potentially, but they've still got to put the Challenge Tour, the Women's Series and the Dev Tour somewhere, so they're still being paid on weekends. In fact, what they've then done is shoot themselves in the foot with markers. Because there is absolutely no way they can afford 16 or, or 32 markers or whatever it is year round for 30 events on a Monday and Tuesday. Because those guys simply cannot justify 30 days holiday for £100 a day. But then, I, I, I get that. and But I'm, I'm flipping the coin here. And by the way, I totally agree. Is this what's needed, though? to take darts to the next level in terms of a professional tour. Because right now, let's be fair, it's not. The top end is, but completely from top to bottom, it is not professional. It, so, no, to, to that point, yeah, I don't, which I was about to come on to the, the professional aspect of it, I see where you're coming with it. But when you've got a field of 128 players, and let's say that they play in every event and it's the same sort of, one to eight, there's no reserves. You've got to make that financially rewarding for the dice. You've always got half of them who are first round losers. There's got to be something to be able to justify that person doing this for a living. You know, you reeled off a few names there, and the ice turner there was what ten thousand pounds in nine months from um, them three or four that you gave. Three seven five. And if that was someone times someone's full time job. It just wouldn't be sustainable. So I understand the professional mindset of it. But I think, Tom, all the September, this sort of time of the year, now when you've only got a few months left and you've done a risk losing your tour card, you're going to be looking for worth elsewhere because you know this just isn't unsustainable. When, the as we've spoke about plenty of times, yes, there's different aspects of it, but the amateur game right now or the non-PDC game, it's hard to call it amateur because it's so good, but the amateur side of the sport, 
is so financially beneficial to so many of these players that even of a going to a modus wheat can be financially better, more rewarding, even if you're losing, than it can be down on the Pro Tour. This, some of the decisions that these players are going to make and now put on them a lot more than what there was before. I think you're just going to struggle with that one to eight week in, week out on a Pro Tour and it's not going to look very good when you can't fill your professional tour with the full number of players and with enough so many boys which is obviously in consideration of the whole thing. That's a small part of it. We don't look at making sure that the players are, are well looked after as well. And I just, I don't see it being, I don't know how they can, they can maintain it with a, for, with a early rounds prize money being as it is. No. Definitely not. A couple oh, in the oh, show, oh, plan. As soon as people try to put the closest Premier League, they'll shoot the price up. Yeah, most hotels use adaptive pricing systems nowadays anyway. Uh, James says the players could mark the boards. They could, but if this is a step in the right direction of making the sport professional, then you have professional referees. There's, there's no, There can't be any injustice there. There can't be somebody marking badly for their mate or any of those accusations. It is professional markers, professional sport, and that's your pipeline of referees as well. Yeah, and plus, you know how to use the tablets. You you get a new tour card that's never played on Dark Connect before. You show Magic a couple of times. Oh, they're rubbish. They're throwing off my rhythm. Like, just don't give the players any excuse. And plus, isn't part of the levy that the players pay to the PDPA for the markers? Yeah. So that levy would instantly they wouldn't start. They wouldn't pay it. I'm yeah. I'm not going to name the player because it's not fair. But I had a conversation earlier on this year with a player in regards to were they going to Germany to play in the Pro Tour, the answer was no, because it's not marked. That was his reason yeah. for not going to the Pro Tour. Not, I don't want to go to Germany. No, if because it's not marked. Because I just don't want the hassle of something potentially going wrong with another player. Well, and, and plus, look, we all know what dark players are like. That at that point, they've probably practised well. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do after losing is go and mark. Yeah. Sometimes to the guy that's just beat you. Now, I know that at floor events and pretty much every other level, you sit there, you lose your mark. That's the way people have been brought up. But again, this is the professional game. And whilst that didn't exist a few years ago or it started to, to creep in, etc., I just think it, it just makes the day so much smoother with people knowing what they're doing. You're not chasing people. Yeah, 100%. And look, they, the, the, the markers they have, look, we know some of them really well, Mark Walker and, and people like that. They make the day run smoothly yeah. because they make sure players are there, ready to go, ready to get on. Um, I, I genuinely didn't see this one coming. Yeah, not, not to the extreme they've done it. We knew there was going to be some in the calendar event as of how hectic the calendar is. Obviously, we've seen it this year. We've seen it, what, last week? Was the three last week? Yeah. But to justify, I don't know, single figures worth of um, Pro Tour events to then putting all 30 into the week. Um, from a player perspective, who's outside the top 32, 40, made it a little bit more difficult. As, as you said, the majority of them were. 
Carl says that's a poor, lazy excuse. It is in one respect, but the other one is the players pay to have markers at events. Yeah. The, that one, is it 1% or 2% they pay? Uh, it used to be 1%. I think it might be 2 now. Well, whatever it is, they have to pay that on their prize money, regardless of whether the markers were in Germany or not. So in his head, I've paid for them. They should be there. But yeah. whether people agree with it or not, he's, he's still having to pay that levy on any prize money that was in Germany. So it should be marked. Yeah. Um, do we think this will have a knock-on effect at Q School, this news? Potentially. I, I'm not sure. It is. It, it will add to the mix of someone who's in two minds. And I've looked yeah. at certain people who are in Senior's category, people who are play a fair bit of modus and will add this to the sort of, well, why would I do if I can play Seniors, if I can play modus? Now I've got to make sure that I also work. I've also got to make sure I can butt off at least 30 days Plain, never mind that, like you said, the travel. I think it adds to it. I don't think someone makes a decision solely based on this, but I think with everything else that's there, I think it might affect players that are looking to go and get their tour card again. I think for players that have ambitions of getting a tour card for the very first time, I still think because it's been sold as the dream factory for so long, there is a naivety amongst players going to Q school have never been or, or think they're ready or whatever, or I'm averaging 85, I'm a good enough for Q school. Probably not, mate. Not, not if that's your run average. You need to be producing a lot higher than that week in, week out, but you're still going to go, you're still going to have a crack because if on your day it turns out, you're a professional. And there is no other sport where you can turn pro so quickly like that, based on yourself. So I still think that there will be that exuberance of people to, to go to Q school and, and try and make that jump and actually... I think we're going to see a lot of amateur dart players asking for sponsors over the next few months as they gear up for it and are looking for people to help them on their journey, especially right at the start. And then they can make a decision halfway through the year. I don't think people are going to stop it straight away. I think they might see where they are come the match play maybe and go, right, that's the summer. I've used my holiday. Where am I realistically going for the rest of the year? Am I in a position where I can move to a part-time job where I can do other things on the side and still earn enough to play darts because the exhibition circuit is not what it used to be. It's still very good and very prosperous for, again, the guys at the very top. The, elite the problem with things like Pro Tour streams and four boards and whatever else is that actually you still get a chance to see the names that you might not have. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, someone like Steve Beaton or Mervyn King, they're in, what, four or five TV tournaments a year? Now you get a chance to see them potentially 30 times on a Pro Tour stream, 13 times on a Euro Tour, plus all the TV events. Yeah, look, on the upside, we get our weekends back. We could, me and you could stream Monday, Tuesday, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's about it. But then again, how many of these have got Monday blocks on? So we're gonna have to go Pro Tour one till six, tiny break, who, five who, round eight till ten. And that's just would, us personally, and we're not even players. 
Who would have thought that the release of the PDC calendar would be the first time that Dob has been positive on a Monday night for two, it's not. three years? I've lost my Monday. If I have to work on the Super Series, as I sometimes do, I've got to work half nine till half two-ish. Have well, you got your weekends off? Protocol's already an hour deep. Got to jump straight onto that, as I've done before. Do that until six. Sneak you some got... food. and back in front of you lot for eight. Will you got your weekend off? Barely. Yeah. If I've got a spare weekend, the boss man's going, oh, we're going to get some content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... You've got a weekend off from me. If Phil sends you somewhere else, that's... Uh... <laughs> it's alright for um, you, football boy. We're we talking football this week, are we? Are you far enough removed? <laughs> oh, I met Gary last week. Grow up. I've never. This is the arguably one of the biggest moves they've made for a new season in a long, long time. Um. And just, uh, look, before we go on to the rest of the calendar, this 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 is just the Pro Tours moving. By the way, we haven't even touched on anything else yet. Um, Jay says, Phil, why do you think this is happening? Obviously, something in the pipeline. Look, I, I don't know why it's happening. I think, like I said earlier, they I I think it's a move to make it into a more professional tour, but I don't think it's really been thought through. It it, it only is a move to do that if. There is a minimum earning. You cannot expect people to give up their job for something like eight and a half grand a year, like Adam Warner's earned. That was just the number off the top of my head. But we already know that's not coming. Well, then it's stupid. I don't think you're going to push people that can do this. Not in a an era where it's so expensive to live. It's never been more expensive to travel. It's never been more expensive to do your weekly shopping at Tesco. And you're like, oh, yeah, just give up your job. Come play darts on a Monday and Tuesday and see what you can do. The, the whole, if you're good enough, you'll make it like just, just doesn't wash in this situation because there is only a certain amount of prize money available to a certain number of people. There is, but... So, how then do you move it on? Because... At the moment, it's gone stale in terms of getting it to that next level. I'm not saying this is the right move, by the way, but I think it's something they're trying to do. But how do you, how do you move it to the next level? Because we've already seen burnout is a thing this year. I don't care what anyone says. At the top but, level. But again, this just top. seems... I don't think this is a move for the top players. If anything, I genuinely think the, the biggest underlying factor to this is it's cheaper to get those venues on a Monday and Tuesday than it is a Saturday and Sunday. Probably One right. of them, definitely. I genuinely would not be surprised if a lot of this boils down to PDC cost cutting over everything else. Well, even though they made £10 million last year, wherever it was, profit. <laughs> Have you met Barry Hearn? Yeah. Um... It, I, I am genuinely taken back by this because I think there is a massive storm coming in terms of, I genuinely think we may see players giving cards back. No? I do think that's, that's a possibility and potentially more of a possibility that people will go and attack year one, see the position they're in and think, well, why am I, I'm probably better giving it back. 
Because if you don't to Hustle, obviously you don't to get that card. But if you can see yourself in less than ten thousand pound in year one, less than probably fifteen thousand pound in year one, you've got to produce something magic in year two, knowing that you've got to give up your worth, your holiday, your actual holidays that you probably have with families that you're no longer allowed to have because your focus is all around putting in the card. But it is a professional day. Which the only other thing you can potentially see coming here instead of a minimum earnings is they relax a restriction on playing darts weekdays. Or they relax a restriction on playing darts at other events. For tour card holders. And say, go and play where you want. It makes us better. You go in and achieve in somewhere else. Goes, oh, look at this tour card holder doing this. I'm not sure that would benefit PDC. It's a cost they don't have to find in terms of minimum earnings. Players can go and do it on the weekend when there is more events for them to be able to go and enter. Make a living through that way. But that's the only thing I can see. And it was nudged by the fact that Alex Spellman's in the chat. And congratulations on reaching Ali Pally, mate. Superb job. Says, as an American, probably better to not have a tour card, but this makes Q School attractive to open up Challenge Tour then perform well there to get call-ups since they might be more frequent. Um, and I'm still free to do Moda, CDC, yada, yada. Oh, 100%. I, I agree. Man. Good to have you in, Alex, as always. Uh, well done on the weekend. Um, that, that's the only other thing I can see. There has to be one of the two right now because the bottom end of the tour will just not survive. They're not going to put enough money into the challenge tour to remove the Q-score element of it. So it becomes a feeder so that people can actually afford to play on the challenge tour for a year, give it enough effort to go and earn themselves a tour card that way. If it was 20 cards off the challenge tour and six outright Q school, etc., it has to be either you can go and play darts anywhere else. And then there's a serious discussion to be had with the ADC who are the amateur dart circuit, but actually a lot of those players will not be amateur anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh. Suits is in as well. They have to find a minimum earnings. 60 swaps <laughs> incoming. <laughs> How are we doing, Suits? Um, Only 60. Yeah, so well, I, I was looking at it that if, you, if you're not in the, the elite and you have to qualify for everything, travel days, pro tours, qualifying, and I've only done if you qualify for half the Euro tours, you need about between 75 and 80 days. And some of them are Sundays, which are absolute wankers to travel on. <laughs> Nothing works. <laughs> Nothing works. It, it, it is a mess. And I, I'm actually really, really speechless because I didn't think this would happen. And I don't see where it goes from here. I genuinely don't right now. I'm just on the information we have, I don't see the roadmap. Where normally you you, you it, it's planned out quite well, but I just don't see where it goes from here. This surely the, the the main result of of this change, in addition to like I says everything else amateur wise, will be that two stall number when we compare it to previous years, non COVID. That will be a true test, I guess, 
But even looking at that, you've probably got to, and just thinking out loud, is are people now seeing it? Is that challenge to our opportunity? Are people actually going to Tewstall to win the tar? Or to that a challenge to our weekend? And all everything else that comes with it? So as we've said many a times, where, where are you best being situated? In the top five in the challenge tour? Or in the bottom 65 and down in the pro tour? There's only one a lot of them would take. The other thing is that actually... By moving them, they don't seem to have spread the players' champs out any more than what they are this year. There's still points where there's a six-week gap between pro tours. Yeah, yeah. There's two Euro tours in that gap, but there is one day of qualifying for those two off the back of a pro tour. If you don't win either of those, you have a six-week gap to play darts again in May and June. Yeah. There's no, the biggest block is three days. There's no four or five blocks. There's no race to anything, as we suggested that actually they seem to work and that players might be okay with a mixture of both. Um, and I'll, I'll answer the Gary, but in any other business towards the end of the show, I do know why he pulled out. Um, uh, Lendl, funny you should say that. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a WhatsApp chat. With Matt, we put something potentially penciled in for next week. <laughs> we don't mess around here, mate. <laughs> um, Can we address the rest of the calendar now? Yeah. Um, so, right. That's just that. Um, already, we know the Masters has no effect on this year's Premier League. Or sorry, next year's Premier League. Because for the first time that I can remember, the Masters is in February and the Premier League starts before it. Um, is yeah. it? Is I, it good? I, I, I think it's good that it doesn't affect it, but I like the Masters as the season opener. No, it's a bit, I don't like the Masters at all. And if you're going to put it oh. after the Premier League, get rid of it. Just onto one of the points. Save that prize money. To Shawnee Matt's point, does the Masters lose its appeal now? It's after the first Premier League. The appeal of it the past few years has been that spot in the Premier League. Let's be honest. We know that was being removed anyway. And they're being put in the Friday, Saturday, Sunday post Premier League. What appeal has he got? The only way the Masters has an appeal is if it becomes an all-out Premier League qualifier. And actually, you take your invites, whatever. There is one. You take them out of the Masters, and there's one spot played down to winner for the rest. But they're not going to do that. They've been incredibly fortunate for the last three years that somebody outside of the seven or nine already selected has gone on to win that tournament. The way it played out for them first year was an absolute gift. The second year, pretty similar. And the third year, it actually tied their hands behind the back as well as Bovey performed. And as much as he deserved to win that title and after the previous two get that shot, I don't think they wanted Dobie. I think they had the mindset elsewhere. And the minute that Dobie went on to win that, they'd actually shot themselves in the foot a bit and realised that actually we've set a precedent here. We don't have a choice. But That's how late Dobie got that call. Do you remember he was telling us that actually it was like two days before can you get to Belfast or something? Can you fly to Belfast from Newcastle? Well, within a tour and preview event for this weekend that we've all three of us have slapped off due to certain aspects of it, from a Masters perspective, I'm not quite sure the reasoning for that tournament other than it's contractually with ITV to be in that weekend or to be in one of their TV shows. But what does it actually give to those 24 players? 
it right. just used to be the season open, didn't it? It was 16 as well. Yeah, but, but it's, yeah, but it's, not, it's not now. So what does he do? What yeah, does nothing. he do? Is it's not the season opener? Nothing. It's, it, it's when everyone goes, what tournament would you get rid of? The Masters is always one of the first we chucked in that conversation. Because if you're going to put this much emphasis on the Premier League, it gets someone in the Grand Slam potentially. The PDC has four. I don't know whether what the wording is. Four invitational Premier events, and two of them start within a week of each other. Sack one off. Yeah, but they can't because contractually, ITV have got X amount of tournaments. Move it, or put something else in. Exactly that point. Move it. They have moved it, but just not to the right place. Yeah, you've got weekends now. It doesn't need to be those players either. Arguably, the players in the Masters are the same players that will have had a decent run at the Worlds or close to it. You might get the old outsider, but actually they're going to be... The top 24 don't need a TV event to get them going. Yeah, but I don't see where... Unless you have it where it is. Well, I'm I'm not in this spot, but the week before. I don't see where you put the Masters after that. There's, you can't put it after the match play because there's literally no room in the back end of the year. June, we got New York and the World Cup, so I don't see where it goes. Get rid of it. <laughs> or, or leave it where it was. Yeah. I'd... The only I'd... reason they will have moved it is because of the fit in Bahrain in January. <laughs> it's true Andrew just nailed it it was the season opener last year it will be the season opener again they haven't announced World Series dates yet but the only reason there is that big a gap between Q score which is actually a week later to be fair normally that falls around the third or the fourth so you've got a few extra days there January becomes that little much narrow shorter for them in terms of weekends it's, it's the same dates as last year or is this year it was late Maybe. this year as well because it clashed with Bahrain won't do this year. <laughs> there's, there's uh, two in, we want a challenge tours on. There was two in January last year. Was in as well. Yeah. So you, you might still like them. That challenge tour weekend and the last weekend in January. Or you have three World Series events in January. No. If I'd have asked you this question this time last year, would there be two World Series events in January? You'd tell me no then. We've already had two. You know if you're in Bahrain, Saudi's only a short flight. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm shoot you on site. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Masters has moved. The Premier League is announced. Um, the orders change around. The cities are the same, but the actual Premier League lineup hasn't changed. Shock. Good job, I like driving. You've got a nice drive on the 15th. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, so, Premier League, uh, Cardiff, Berlin, Glasgow, Newcastle, Cattleshed, Brighton, Nottingham, Dublin, Belfast, Manchester, Birmingham, Rotterdam, Liverpool, Aberdeen, Leeds, Sheffield, and London. Sheffield is the final one. Is is one of the most 
flat ones in terms of atmosphere. Yeah, but there's a few in that list anyway, isn't there? There is, but you put a big one at the end. That's potentially your big league deciding everybody into the... like That night's already struggling in the current format where one plays eight and four plays five, etc. It's over with one game. At least give it an atmosphere. I thought the... um Again, I'm just stirring the pot here. I thought the Premier League poster was quite interesting. Only three on there. There's only three on most of their stuff at the minute, isn't there? MVG, Price and Smith. Who else did you expect? Aren't they the only three that are there to... Price is provisionally world number five, so he's not guaranteed. <laughs> he's not quite yeah. falling as quickly as a certain man spouting a Mohican, though, is he? Yeah. Um, so that, that that's the Premier League. They're still inviting um, him, aren't they? But yeah. There's a chance they don't invite Peter. There's a bloody no chance they don't invite Gezi unless he goes to I, I, I think Gezi wins a TV title anyway and is in the top four. Um, well, even if he's not, he's got 16 shirts from this year that he probably wants to rewear. You know, he had them made. He didn't have them made for one year, did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had years on them, didn't they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Um, the 2024 Euro Tour. Um, some new venues, um, not as many trips to Germany, and still, still a lot, yeah. But that, that's always going to happen. Look at continental Europe, as in Germany, provides the bulk of the Euro Tours income revenue, so that, that's always going to happen. It looks like they've got rid of the Germany ones that are a pain in the ass to get to. Well, it's, o- it's only Risa that's left that is a ball lake. And Risa does good numbers sales locally. Yeah. yeah, it's just a ball like to get. That's to one it. of the ones that's been there from the start, isn't it? Like Risa is mm. a decent one. Yeah, but overall, I'm I'll say I'm, I'm I'm liking it. They've moved the one in Holland. I'm not sure if any of our Dutch friends are in, but I saw them saying that it it, it had been moved. I'm not sure what the town is like. They they've moved it to. Um, but Budapest, Prague, and I'm looking forward to um, Basel as well, which has changed because when we spoke to uh, Werner from PDC Europe, he was insisting it was going to be Zurich. So that, that's interesting that although we are going to Switzerland, the, the, the city has changed. The general consensus online is that there is a massive absence of Poland on the Euro Tour. Still well, we more, too many German. If you're doubling up Belgium as well, why was that not a Poland or a France or even an Ireland? Because the amount of tickets they sold last year in Belgium was off the scale, so they put another one in. Commercially, it makes sense. I mean, Switzerland over Poland right now? Poland are going to get a World Series event again. We know that. They've already said they're going back. Not going back to Gibraltar? That looks to be done. Yeah. I'm not surprised with that one, though. I thought that was done anyway. Yeah. Um, but going back to the calendar, some of the travelling involved, September especially, is chaos. But during the Premier League, I can also see a lot of those, we'll say eight now, missing a lot of Pro Tours because of everything that's involved. 
standard. But yeah, we had that issue last year where they went from Nottingham to Austria to Liverpool to the Netherlands to somewhere else, then back to the Netherlands. It was a nightmare. Uh, yeah, Carl, Budapest's on there. Um, Budapest is September next year. Uh, uh, Patrick is in, as always. Um, better for tickets. The last two Euro Tours weren't great. Organised uh, North Holland to nearby. But, uh, cool. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Absolutely not. Um, an interesting one that the World Cup is now later in June. That that that's been pushed back a couple of weeks. Um, the match plays the same weekend as this year. Although, Maybe. what's that? That's late again, isn't it? That's normal. It used to be summer holidays, and now it's the week before. Early, yeah, early, but early, not late. They've kept they've kept it the same as it was this year. Um, the interesting one, not interesting, but says to me that they are still trying to go back to Ireland. The World Grand Prix, we've got the dates, but venue to be confirmed. That 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 says to me that they're trying to get it back in Ireland. We knew that Matt Porter yeah. said they were still exploring venues, whether or not that's the City West or whether that's somewhere else. The issue is pinning it to a specific set of dates narrows down those options significantly. Look, I'm at a guess the morning side's probably booked as fallback for those dates. Yeah. But yeah. they can easily just go, right, it's going there. At a guess. But... And, you, and you would expect that still to be the case, that it'll be at morning side until the close to it. But. Yeah, and I thought they'd be in Leicester at that point. But, but didn't they do this last year, but with the slam? The yeah, Leicester the slam s- didn't have a... To be fair, um, I don't think either the slam or the Grand Prix had venues this time last year. The slam just says Wolverhampton in calendar, but I'm betting that is Aldersley somewhere. Oh, it'll, it'll be Aldersley, the, the, the Civic's done. Pass that the other day. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the civics done. Um, another one that I don't like is the last players' championships are the last is the thirtieth and thirty first of October. Now, in that, if you don't qualify for the Slam or the players, you've got five weeks to wait until that World Championship qualifier. Yeah. With no action. Which is the difference between going out and looking for a job, keeping your card, going back to Q's call, etc., and getting yourself in order for Christmas. That's a lot of time sat around doing nothing. I agree. I'm not... That, not... That's the same for the dev and the women's, though, isn't it? There's nothing post-October. If you've qualified, and I know that's a small selection of players who come out of those tours that are in the world. But they went. They will have that time of competitive darts before the World Championship. I'm just looking at one slight change because of it now being the week before. So now we talked about this when it led to the match play. Remember the two pro tours that had no meaning in the race of the match play. There was never a bigger gap between Players Championship 13 and 14 than the World Match Play. 
which may open up that window because you've got 10 days before the draw instead of four days that you had this year. Yeah, it, it, there's, a, there's a little bit more, more more time there, which is again, I, I I kind of kind of like like that. Chat room, what else are you saying about the calendar? Do do, do you like it or not? I, I, overall, this is. Have the Masters in November. Surely Matt makes a good point on that pro having that last pro tour that weekend. Also, no trick or treating. It's a very good point and needed to be raised. No. Halloween is for toddlers. <laughs> and pissed up students. So you fall into that bracket quite well then? Yes. Not anymore. Um, yeah, so calendar is out. Is it available in full on our website? Ben wants to go and have a look at it there. The fact, um, that, the fact that this wasn't on our schedule to talk about tonight and we're 45 minutes in is always spoken about. It says how light that news broke. Oh, <laughs> well, it, it works quite well because Neil was pulled out, unfortunately. Something's come up. So, in a way, it's kind of done us a favour that that's dropped. Um, uh, this calendar just screams more money. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's a very good point, Adam. Do we have a minute of silence now for the Barnsley Metrodome? The Mecca is gone. Dan Dawson is currently filling up the pool with his tears. Patrick says it's a lot of weekends without events so far. I think there'll be something new coming soon. The, with these, and I've seen someone else mention, um, Andrew mentioned it as well. Do we think we'll have a bigger increase in World Series events? Because of the calendar. No, I think yeah. I think we may have one more next year if they can find a suitable venue for the second Australian event. But it, this calendar you would expect is not a one-year thing that Pro Tours will be midweek. That then allows that opportunity moving forward to increase your World Series event, surely. I think we'll. I, I, I think it's, we'll see the, the thing is there aren't actually that three weekends. They've just their challenge and women's series. So, but all them have all have been doubled up before with World Series events. You've had they World have, Series events with those. But out. actually, in terms of staffing them now, the PDC don't have that headache. But we obviously know the rationale behind why a World Series event takes place. So, if somewhere else shows an interest, where next then? Well, Phil's already alluded to one place. Saudis, right, yeah. They can't. The problem is, it doesn't feel like the Saudis want to invest in darts because the culture around darts is completely against their values. The party atmosphere and the pissed-up fans is not what they want. You can gloss over that a bit with football, but actually, in terms of darts, where one of the biggest selling points is come and have a beer... Just is it still is whether we like it or not. But but is there also more opportunities in like the US, Australia? Is there still more opportunities there 
to extend it to multiple weekends instead of just I know you we have a couple anyway, but to not- extend that further or have I I don't know sort of a mini series of four American weekends in different states. Those opportunities now arise. Are you going to get the players to travel for four weeks on a US road tour? Some of them pulled out of Australia this year and it's down to two instead of three like it used to be. Sometimes money talks that, pal. I think I think we're yeah, potentially... Have to be there for four weeks is expensive enough, let alone the players, on appearance fees and all we'll pay for your family to come as well so you don't cry it off. I think we're potentially maybe close to the North American doubleheader. I think that one deserved. Yeah. There are regions where you say, right, they need to attack it. Philippines, maybe. Somewhere in Asia. Africa needs a crack. Yeah. But it's having connections and people already in those regions to sell your event and get your locals involved and that sort of thing. Yeah, but this this isn't something that's just happened. This has been planned that the Pro Tours move to this midweek setup, and that must be with the long term planning of the World Series or something else coming into that effect to be extended. I don't see them not utilising them weekends, or at least a few more of those weekends. Yeah, and, it, and there's an interesting one from Nile as well that says, are they trying to force the decision of the players either commit 100% to the tour or do you go and go basically just do your job? If yeah. there isn't another announcement to come that is either a minimum earning for the year or that you're allowed to go and play darts elsewhere and you are no longer restricted as a tour card holder, then yes, that's 100% what they're doing. And genuinely, as we sit here now, I don't think either's coming. No. And I think the that is where the PDC is a little bit naive for me. Just the fact that we're the top, we can do what we want. What will be interesting is if for the first time in their history, the PDPA do something. Other <laughs> than photocopy some signs for the venue. Are you drunk? If enough of the players care about this, that's where they have to go. And if there's no movement at that point, then the PDPA needs to be outed or the people on that board or organisation need to be turned over to people that are going to fight for them. The only thing big enough right now to compete with the PDC is either a live tour where the Saudis just come in and chuck a load of money at it and we don't think that's going to happen. Or player power. I don't see either. I think I, it's... I, I see the second one more likely than the first one. I, I genuinely don't think tour card holders realise how much power they have if they get together and go, no. If you they have are... to get with one of these two. You either have to let us go and play darts elsewhere so that when I come to these events, I'm in the best position possible to earn as much money as possible. Or you have to give me a base earning because I can't put myself in that position and work to support families, whatever. 
you can't rely on sponsors to make your elsewhere. You can't rely on someone else footing the bill to make sure that your 128 is the best 128 in the world. And just think of the conversations we've had over the past few years around the lights of Glenn, well-publicised, the lights of Johnny, well-publicised, around should he give up worth? We've seen the success with not working. Now on with Niall that it's not really a choice. You've, if you are to, if darts is what you are looking to do to be a top sportsman, you have got to give up work to debt to that level. Otherwise, it is having a ridiculous one on a TV event or something to, to maintain that that means you can miss 10, 15 pro tours a year and still be successful. No, bang on. Leaving the weekends free to add tournaments will create even more burnout as well. If you're putting World Series in for these free weekends, your players that are knackered from the Premier League, etc. Don't get wrong, they're paid handsomely for it. But there's an awful lot of air miles, an awful lot of travel, etc. You've already got your top stars complaining about burnout from the last couple of years. If you then put them through that position where they're forced to, not forced to, but play Premier League and then, right, we're giving you six out of eight World Series this year. Get your passport ready. They're going to play less Pro Tours and that opens up so much more of this debate of getting challenged tour players to take time off to play Pro Tour events. It's just one big mess by the looks of it. Yeah, and, and Andrew, I, I agree with you that the, there should be an organisation there, but that there isn't. And... Let's be fair, the WDF at the moment can't even get their two premier events in, in order. So trying to get a tour is just never going to happen. Um, well, I agree that there is a huge opportunity there for not, not siding with any organisation, but there is a huge opportunity there for ADC, WDF, even modus of dot to be the super series of dot to be looking at this as a sort of rubbing their hands together when this was announced because yeah. that's who it's benefited right now if you're looking to progress i'm sure um steve brown looking at this will see this as a huge opportunity in regards to how now to take the adc further forward and the quality within that field should increase even further than what it is now no, I, I, I agree. It's, it's interesting. Um, well, that, um, <laughs> we knew it was going to be explosive, but yeah, no, it's. I, I'm interested to see the correspondence over the next week to see what happens. I personally, I don't think anything will, but I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm laughing at Johnny Matt's comment just after. 55 minutes of debate he just puts in for balance. This is fantastic for the top 32, which I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic for some of them. I'm not even sure it's fantastic for all of them. You've still got similar travel issues for your Premier League players, right? But those that are then, say, a Ross Smith, this is absolutely perfect for a Ross Smith, for a player who is potentially top 16 quality, who is now going to rock up to Pro Tours Monday. <coughs> He's earning enough that he could go full-time with this, if you look at his, his earnings for this year. But actually, the amount he could potentially earn from Pro Tours suddenly shoots up. 
or you'd expect it to because the quality of that field is weaker by the number of players that are going to be missing out. And as good as the Challenge Tour top-ups are, the more often Van Gerwen, Gerwin Price, Peter Wright, etc., etc., skip Pro Tours because of burnout at the start of the year, and then the PDC run Pro Tours on the same weekends as World Series events in Australia, the chances for those guys to close the gap at the top and earn even more money is, is ridiculously good. Well, I get the, the comments just come in there. The top 32 will just earn more exhibitions. There was a couple earlier. One from Adam says the top players will make, money turn, make more money turn up for exhibitions than Pro Tours. Um, Sam says don't the top players make more money doing exhibition events. Look, I think that was more than evident this week when we had two of the best three players in the world right now missing the Euro Tour to do four on the bands. That you, you can't hide that. It was there all over social media that, 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 that they did it. They willingly missed the Euro Tour to go and cash in. Yeah. So that, that's the other thing. But again, that's only the, the very elite level that, that can do that. There's a couple more before we do move on. Paul says, for every player that doesn't want to do it, there's thousands of players that would. But there's only a handful of players that are in a position financially that are capable of doing so right now. And, and that's the issue. There are thousands of players that would absolutely love the dream of going and being a professional dart player. Grassroots and, and amateur level and whatever has probably never been so strong. It's like the number of players playing darts every single week feels like it is at record high numbers when you look at youth level, JDC, you look at dev tour players, you look at challenge tour players, you look at players playing in vaults and local leagues and, and whatever. Darts is in an incredibly strong position right now, but not every single one of them can walk away from their day job and play 30 pro tours Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And not There's all only of... a small handful in the world that are ever going to be financially that secure to do so. And actually, if being financially secure is a reason to walk away and, and start playing darts. And actually, the quality of your 128 is going to drop. And you said not a lot of them can. Some of them don't want to. And some um, of them, we've seen uh, that. We've seen, we've seen that with the time it took Johnny to finally make that decision. I know he's the name we've used before, but... Glenn Dorrit was the same. Yeah, and Glenn, he took to what, winning mm -hmm. the Premier League before we did that. Or was it just the, the winter before maybe he did? Yeah. The um, other thing is, the top 30 will cash more on exhibitions. Yes and no. Because from another point of view, exhibitions rely on fans paying money to be there. And it has never been more difficult for promoters to sell events. Ever. Yeah, because everybody, you, you, you mate down the pub, your next door neighbor, etc., have less expendable cash right now. They go, people are going out less. They're spending less on activities and fun because it's all on bills and mortgages and rent and food, travel, cars. Trying to sell tickets to an exhibition has never been more difficult. Yeah. I'd, I'd go with that. Shall we talk about who's been naughty recently? <laughs> I forgot this was coming. Right. So the DRA haven't published notes for fucking years. 
And at last, I check regularly and I message Gob saying, it's up there. And it was blooming brilliant. We got 2021, didn't we? And we're like, right, maybe they're just going to release two years behind. It gives people long enough to appeal, etc. And then all of a sudden, 2022 and 2023 rocked up. And I'm like, hang about, what's got up here? Right, now, it's that, almost, that, that, it was almost as elusive as the uh, World Cup of Darts feedback. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Some of these we knew about behind the scenes, but obviously couldn't say anything because they weren't common knowledge. However... They are now. So let's start with 2021. Um, the MVG John Worsley dispute is on there. Um, <laughs> aggressive behaviour and bringing the sport into disrepute always makes me chuckle. Yeah. Um, you he's on screen. Two oh. seconds. And I will. Get that, get that PDF live so everyone else can join in. You know, I was that excited when I saw it was on there. And the page opens up to 22 and 23. This is the first time I'm looking at 21. So I thought You're not looking that far. <laughs> I've been to 22 and 23. I'll be honest. I literally went to them too. And I was like, I uh, was reading a few, dropped out a few messages to them. Oh, you'd been a naughty boy and did a bit deeper as to why. To some spot, that I the, uh, spot the hotel room party in a minute. <laughs> Let's make a screen. There it is. So we're kind of. That's actually... fine. As long as people can see. Wait a minute. Can we zoom in a bit at the top? Hit the plus. Oh, what have you done to us? That one. Right. Right. We have. Have you not got. Oh, What's that? Have you not got a three way one? No, we've only got four. Shocking. Right, that'll have to do. Shocking. Yeah, that, 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 that'll do. Right. Is that better? Perfect. Right. So... There's a few interesting ones. Let, let, let's go through. The the betting on darts ones is interesting. Naughty, naughty. Um, including Adam Smith Neil. Um, ben Cheeseman adopting aggressive behaviour, threatening behaviour and damaging property. Just... By the date of the offence, we know that was at Q School. I went for a did some checking. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 was the one from 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 Q School. Sixteenth of February. Yeah, because it was late. Remember? Oh, it was COVID. Yes. Um, all these failing to mark ones are obviously in COVID times. When they had to mark. Now the the COVID party one, I um I really like it's from John Spratton, <laughs> Andy Bolton, Nick Kelly. I don't know if Suits is still in the chat room, but if you are, was it a Naughty good boy? Party? Naughty um, boy. Chizzy, Dobie, Bradley Brooks, Lou Williams, Jake Jones, Paul Brown, 
Daniel Calvert. Um. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Just, just, just a quick one on that one. The allegation is the same, but the outcome is slightly different for a few. Were they the hosts? <laughs> no, some were players, some were managers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what a night. <laughs> so they, they, they was the host. You had into the name. Yeah, some, some were players, some were players, some were managers. Um, <laughs> so, as I said, the first time I'm looking through 2021, it's a better read than the other two. <laughs> I'm glad it was a good night, Suits. Um, Gerwin Price is an interesting one. The failing to mark, but it's the public criticism on social media. I can't remember what he criticised off the top of my head. That could be numerous. <laughs> Back in the days when he still used Twitter as well. It doesn't even have to be his Instagram. <laughs> they should have to put the post up with the uh, fine so we can see the detail of the ones we can't remember. <laughs> um, it should be an evidence section, shouldn't there? Just hyperlink. I like the, the the Steve West one. Players and guests um, disruptive behaviour and recklessly throwing darts. That, that sounds like Vodka Wednesdays with Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I remember Jack Maines and Steve Brown because these were in the same weekend. Their inappropriate posts on social media. They went in on the unicorn boards massively. Yes. I, I remember them because Steve refused to take his down. Um, Daryl Gurney recklessly throwing darts. Um, Vincent and Michael getting fined. Vincent then fined for inappropriate comments. Never. Shock. I'm sure I've seen his name early on in this as well. Was that for... Oh, yeah, no, that was In COVID time. Uh, yeah, Big Johnny, it, 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 it might have been the um, boards as well. I remember that weekend, they were just getting bashed by everyone. Uh, I like Henry G's public comment, so he's obviously had a rant. Actually, um, date of incident, no, actually, it wasn't that. I thought it might have been when he failed his COVID test and then went live on Dutch TV and ranted. Not ideal. Um, so that's the 2021 ones. 
need to shut some tabs down. I've been telling you that for years. Was that who I think it was, Nye? <laughs> <laughs> right. Does his initials match a popular Alco pop similar to WKD? Yeah, so, so I've got to say, 700 quid was a bit steep. Yeah, normally looking at your phone, the next morning's terrible. Having the phone come through as well. If we do this, we set up differently. Right, 2022 fines. Um, Jordan Brooks, unprofessional behaviour. That must have been Q school because of the date, 13th for the 1st. Um, then again, some more betting on darts. Nerve King, unprofessional behaviour. Do you reckon he turned up at 10 o'clock instead of 7? Yeah, don't want him. <laughs> A bit. Well, Suits, so the bit I don't get is, obviously, you know, I get there was rules in place. However, everyone in that bubble had tested negative, so it's not as if you can pass on anything to each other when you've all tested to be in the bubble. Are you in? Are you um, on the defence side here? Yeah. Um. Come on, get to the big one. No, one minute. We'll do Gezi's first because I think this is harsh. Failing to participate in a presentation ceremony, three-month ban suspended. You've just lost the final. Of course, you're going to be pissed off. There's a, yeah, but everybody else has managed to go through that. You know what's expected. You stand there, you do an interview, you say well done, and then you rant in the background. It's a bit yeah. like Sabalenka. Is it Sabalenka? Yeah. The video being released of her smashing up her tennis racket after she's done all the niceties is shocking. You want to rant, you want to do that, fine. Do it in private. That yeah. should never have been public at all. Been absolutely shafted. No, I agree. Um. No, Suits is on next week. Spoiler alert, we've already sorted that one out. We will hear all about party date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get the translator in now. <laughs> so that was that one. Then we've got some more here. Um, Steve West find again. Nick Fullwell, aggress aggressive behaviour and minor assault in a non-PDC event. Can't be many of those that are DRA affiliated, though. Surely it must have been WDF. They're not DRA, are they? What yeah. WDF? Um, then we've got the Luke Humphreys, Scott Williams, Nathan Aspinall, Fallon Sherrick swearing or making inappropriate dresses on TV. <laughs> yeah, they were worth the money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the, the Aspinal one was still absolute genius to this day. Um, right, let me fire up the good one. Well, I will say I'm surprised because we mentioned his name a lot of the time, Stop Williams. To only see his name on it once for 2022 is very surprising. Did we miss the other one? Right. Was on 20, was on 21. 21. Sorry, I missed it. 
Yeah, sorry. Wait a minute. Wrong job. I, st- I don't like the sharing feature because you got um, you can't just switch a page. Depends how you're sharing it. Off a laptop. Off my other laptop. Share it as a full window and then you can just drop the other one in. But then we can see your porn subscription at the bottom. <laughs> no, just hundreds of tabs. It's worth the money then by the sounds of Interval. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there's the big one. Now, I remember when we were streaming this and the fire alarm went off at the challenge tour in Milton Keynes. And then on Dark Connect, next thing we know is players were being pulled out left, right and centre. Because it transpired, Bradley Phillips went to the event knowing he tested positive for COVID, submitted a fake test, then got pissed up and told the world what he did. Now, look, I'm pretty sure during that time he was not the only one that did that. In fact, I'd I'd put quite good money on the fact that he wasn't the only one to do it. I put a large amount of money on that, but I think his story is slightly different. I don't think he actually tested positive. I think just to negate the possibility of it, he put a fake test in. No, I heard he knew he was positive during the week yeah. from a very good source. But during the week, he knew he was positive, took a test at home and failed. Right. Interesting. Yeah. However. What, what you don't then do is tell everybody outside. Exactly that. That's just... A level of stupidity. Welcome to darts. No, but that this is this is next level. Yeah, and it's very very easy to look at this in hindsight and say is four years too much, given the the more and more we learn about COVID and whatever else and whatever your opinion on it. But at the time, four years is bang on. I think. At the time, it was against the law. Yeah. Whether people agree with it or not, he broke the law. The the, the bit that made me chuckle on this, infecting three PDC staff members. Now, although probably, that's quite a hard one to prove, let's be fair, where you contracted the virus from. Especially... Especially being at an event where there's hundreds of people. That he's already been around. <laughs> he is the only one that was found to have done this and within the two weeks afterwards to have produced a positive test, then fine. But look, I I, I, I get it. However, the, the suspension itself, four years, look, he's he's learned a very value very, very valuable lesson. Yeah. Here. Um, and no, it, it does send out the right message for me as well. It is quite alarming, though, that his sentence is twice as long as Wesson Ireland. 
it wasn't though. There's no way for Bradley to. Wessel's sentence was five years. Yeah. But because he could cooperate, he got that reduced. Yeah. And actually, in 2023, which one is a worse offence? Not at the time. Now, which one is a worse offence? But you can't then reduce the term because that has changed. For something that felt accurate at the time, it feels a little harsh in retrospect. Yeah, possibly. Um, But... But they are two different. They are two different offences, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's hard. It's it's like those that get done jailed for twenty plus years for streaming the Premier League, compared to people that are serving eight years for GBH or whatever. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it. In this one, it's probably hard to justify one being longer than the other. But I do that it because obviously, what two three years on. When you look at that now, and by the time it's been published, it's slightly different to if it had been published at the time. Yeah, um, he's he's only a kid; he can come back from this, um, and hopefully, he's used the time wisely. Um, there was another few on here which we'd been spoken about. Um, Matt Campbell, inappropriate behaviour. I, I don't know. Um, uh, you do know what that one was. He was battered. That doesn't normally come down as inappropriate, though, does it? Yeah. Remember they put that as something else. Not playing to the best of your ability. He was battered. Oh, yeah, it was when he averaged 48. We know that. For... Yeah. Um, was that when he travelled really late, hadn't slept, and then got... Um, yeah, he yeah. travelled late, hadn't slept, That's came the one. in and just got on it and overdid it. Yeah. Um, so we've got some from 2023 here as well. Um, Rab Bain, betting on darts. Rab. <laughs> uh, Rob Cross, failing to complete his match. Um, and the interesting one, which was spoken about a lot at the time, was the Jose Justicia in the WDF event. Was it in Torremolinos or Spain? Was in, what's that? Spain won it. Was it not Catalonia last year? Uh, where in, in, in Spain, where it was alleged he assaulted a female player. Obviously, it was dealt with. Um. 250 quid in a formal warning. Will be interesting one. The, wor- the word is... the full details of that one. We've seen the account of the player that stated they were assaulted. We've seen enough to back that up. We've never really seen Jose's side of that argument. No, exactly, which I'm I'm sure he's presented evidence at this yeah. hearing. But if That's it's anything if it was anywhere near as accurate as the player that was assaulted described, that is nowhere near enough. No, but my, my guess is that they would have heard both sides of it. Um, but, yeah. 
Yeah, when you when you look at and this is where the wording doesn't help without much more detail. When you look at the Nathan Aspinall sign on TV being the same amount of fine as what is reported as what happened with Jose has been the same figure. It doesn't feel right back to the punishment. But it is only hearing one side of the story. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Look, we can only go off what was there. But I'm glad that they've started to publish notes again. The next batch is due, what, 25, 26? I, I think we may get them at least once a year now. When's the next time you're going to check the website? Tomorrow morning? Oh, to be fair, <laughs> I was checking it weekly. More free than that. I don't believe that at all. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, and yet somehow you've got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Sean, you know. This, the, the, the DRA, look. These notes should always be made public as well. A hundred percent. The fact that players are getting fined for misdemeanours, which is fine. I've got no issue with that, but it shouldn't be cloak and daggers like it was. Well, they're pretty vague with some of these, aren't they? Like, I think the PDC will go the opposite way. They will wish that none of this is there. Oh, 100%. But why would you want it there? From a PDC perspective, you don't want any of this public. No. No, but if you're fighting players... Find the buggers! Um, have we what I will say is it looks, it looks less of a party in Christmas party in 2023 than it has the previous two years. Oh, oh, the, previous, oh, the, the, the previous two years, it's been it's been a free bar in, a, in Dubai. <laughs> um... Oh, Inception. <laughs> right. Why has that not gone back? Because I changed the layout so yeah. we could be in boxes. So you use this software more than I do. Don't touch. That's it. Um, so that was the fines. Another, we've, we've bashed the calendar, but there's another one but it's just like the Masters. The World Series of Darts final draw was done. Did, did you like the live draw? <laughs> no? Yeah. That one that was uploaded as a video. Yeah, amazing how that happens live. Uh, Shawnee Mac, I would love a season-long documentary, but they would never risk doing it. We've never money risked talks, it. Buddy. What's that? Money talks. So does Vincent van der Voort, and that's the issue. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, there's there's too much that goes on in the practice room that they don't want broadcast. And, and if you're doing a fully behind-the-scenes documentary, you cannot not put it in. But are any of these fully behind the scenes? Any that we see today? There's still. Yeah, but I think there's a different. You cannot control 
cameras being backstage where there is alcohol, and that is still a massive part, whether people want to know it or not. Yeah. Look, the, the, the ones the PDC do internally are very, very good, and Luke does an amazing job at editing them and only getting specifics on shot. He does a fantastic job at it because of the image of the sport and where they're trying to get it. You have to. Um, but the World Series of Darts final and oh, there's um. First of all, let's address the qualifier. It's shit, isn't it? That many into an event that has a ranking list is a joke. Sorry, it just is. No disrespect to the eight players that have qualified via that route. Oh no, they've they, they've won they've they've won through on the day. So yeah, but it shouldn't be that many. Oh no! As a as a player, you one hundred percent in the doubt of that qualifier. One hundred percent of the amount of money that you can win a toss that weekend, but it shouldn't be the case. At well, most, I, they should have four in there, maybe even just two, to give players a chance that wouldn't get picked usually. But the concept of the World Series is showcasing other players. Yeah, like there's people in there that have never played in the World Series event. No, I get they qualified. So it's nothing against them. But the World Series is there for showcasing. So for me, they've missed a chance here by not... Your Alex Spellman's... Um, I know he was in the chat room earlier, but smashed it on the CDC to the, the Ben Ben Robb that arguably put up one of the best performances in the Oceanic World Series event, but played... I can't remember who he played, but lost in an absolute brainstorm of a game. But anyone else he'd have won but it was down to the draw yet was punished so I just think they missed an opportunity to put some of the other World Series players in this agree totally agree but having said that there is an absolute blockbuster of a game in round one as Dutch World Cup teammates go head to head Not ideal for either of them. Thanks, PVC. <laughs> um, look, there's there's some tough games there. Johnny Clayton, Martin Schindler, uh, Daniel Closer has come from nowhere recently. Got to a Pro Tour final, played with Rutaiski, Clemens O'Connor, uh, Hetter against Evans, Keegan Brown, Whitlock, Dirk Van Dyven, Boda, Noppert. Barney, Jeff Smith, and Graham Usher. Hope I poo how yet. No, the same league. Look, I'm buzzing for Graham Usher. Um, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But how funny would it be if Graham Usher that hasn't played... I don't think he played on the TV board at the UK Open, did he? Usher? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, he didn't. So his first TV tournament is going to be the World Series of Darts Finals. Strange. Yeah, exactly that. It's just strange the way the way it all comes about. And let's be honest, how the draws worked out. My fancy a little run. <laughs> it's not the most difficult of that opening round and then second round ties. 
But oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Look, if he, if he can get past Hopi Puhau, at the moment, the two seeds you probably want more than anything is Dimitri Vandenberg and Peter Wright. Yeah. Pretty much. It's hard to disagree. Um, but what are we thinking then? Who do you fancy or how do you see this panning out? I see. If you've been following the exhibition scene this weekend, I'm guessing you don't want a price MVG final. Because <laughs> you may have seen a few times. They've um they've been a bit good, haven't they? Yeah, just a little. I mean, I actually am. I think Michael Smith comes through his quarter, but I think he loses to go in price the form that Gezi's shown for the last four nights. I think it's Rob Cross has been steady, but I just think one of the guys in that section can and will go berserk against him. And his B game's been solid, but I'm not sure his I'm gonna go berserk A game is still as good. I think whoever comes through that loses to Van Gerwen. I don't see him having any issues in that section of the draw. Damon Hetter, potentially, if he gets past Ricky Evans, who's starting to look like the player we know that he can be. Um, and then it's a coin toss between Van Gerwen and Price after Reddick played the last four nights. Yeah, that's, sadly, I, I agree with you. I don't see who stops them meeting each other in the final. We haven't seen enough of Aspinall. I think he's in trouble against Dirk or Danny. That's a stinker of a draw for a player that's missed the last couple of pro tours off the back of quite a big break from a lot of travelling. Peter Wright produced a half-decent run on one of the pro tours, but actually that level still isn't shot up the way it should be. Um, Smith and Barney will be steady, but I still think Michael Smith's got enough over that distance. Uh, yeah, I'm... Beats Dimmy, but I don't think he gets past Gezi. Other than the, I'd say, Smythe and Derwin, the others I'm looking at are the ones who are in the first round. So it's obviously the winner of Dirt and Noppy. Damon can cause trouble. And the fact that, yes, Ricky's playing better, but that's not a bad start, as we've said, with Dimmy and Peter being the, the weaker of the seeds of us in form. And then it's that potential of a Johnny Clayton Rob Cross second round. If Johnny then can find himself through that, you would then put him in a strong position um, to potentially break the field. But I'm going all well. So I think it could be Johnny and Derwin Price final. I think Johnny's pro tour last week wasn't good enough. Yeah, but... He's in a nice part of the draw. He's in a nice part of the draw and there's someone who can throw into it. We know what he can do when it's a non-rant event. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and that tends to be the ones that he does on and picks up. I think it'll be Arlington seen or Welsh final, oh, but I do think Desi comes through. Yeah. Game of the first round for me, Daniel Close and Christoph Kratowski. The way they've both played the last couple of weeks, yeah, really good game. I've got, I've got a horrible feeling the. AFAS Arena will get Barney through. Just that one, though. Just that one, Phil. 
I, I, I think I think they'll get him through the Smith game and the Jeff Smith game. I don't think they'll get him through the Michael Smith game. Um, if I'm being honest, it's quite. It's just a bit of a bland lineup, isn't it? But out of set the qualifying criteria, is there any surprise that that's happened? We are going to have standout draws. We are going to have great dames. But you're looking at those expecting maybe one coming through that first round. And then it's seen how the rest of the tournament pans out before he comes through it. But the draw allows that sort of, as you've labelled it, bland draw. Oh. It goes back to, and we're not saying any of them aren't good players because they're all brilliant, but there's not that excitement in that that X factor isn't there with this lineup. Is there any anywhere nowadays? Yeah, the ma- the match play was the, the the match play lineup was incredible. And that always has a a buzz around it, and it and it's what the tournament represents. It it doesn't looking at the field doesn't feel as much of a World Series that it should, especially when you're looking at that first round. Yes, there's numerous countries in there, but it's predominantly a European field in what it should be for that first round. Yeah, James, but is he? On, I don't know if he is a ticket seller anymore. He may be for that event because it's in Amsterdam, but certainly not in the UK. Um, What is it? Chatting rubbish. Sorry, the, the lineup is the best art players in the world. It's not the best in the world. It's a selection. But if you're talking about the best players in the world right now, is it? Not for me. As a 24, then, no, of course it's not. No. No. Well, it's down to have, and I think where people might be coming from, from the best. We've obviously got the eight seeds in there who are predominantly top eight, but they were down to being there anyway. It's more a lot of that first round, tie than it is the, the seeds. Yeah. Um. Is it live, lads? Um, yeah, I think it is. Mason, that are all out there. So, yeah, it will be live on ITV. Yeah. Um, be, surely there'd be serious question marks if the World Series finals wasn't live. Yeah, may, may, maybe a few. Um, where are we? Um, does anyone know what walk-on song demo planned the PDC decline? I didn't know they had, Shawnee. It must 
if it was on the Euro Tour, it must have been bad because normally anything goes. Uh, Bob, yeah, look, I, I completely agree that there should have been more World Series players in the, it's the World Series finals. But, no, no, yeah. games. They didn't used to go. Well, they doubled up the days once because they missed one. Yeah. Why did they miss the Premier League? Was it Brighton or extra? Or... Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Barney in his heyday, I absolutely agree with. Barney now, no. Um, so that's the World Series Finals. Um, CDC weekend. We know who was coming to Alexandra Palace from across the pond. Congratulations to Alex Spellman. He was in the chat room earlier. Stowe Bunt and David Cameron all coming to Alexandra Palace. And... Yeah, we'll come on to the Euro Tour in a minute, Andrew. Um, but it was just a good weekend of action from North America. Yet again, for me, by a long way, the best affiliate tour now by quite some distance. I think so. Australia was definitely that element, wasn't it? But it seems to have gone a bit haywire, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's timings or what, but they don't seem to be as public. Asian Tour, I think, is on the way back up. There was a stat that only two players have been to every single event this year. 67-year-old Paul Lim was one of those. Yeah. The man's uh, ridiculous. So, yeah, just the Continental Cup left in North America. Um we did have the Euro Tour at the weekend. Um, first of all, before we get onto it, what's your thoughts on the four missing the Euro Tour? Two of them obviously just had the weekend off, but the other two coined it in. Why not? They're there oh, on the European no. Championship, so don't have to pay travel costs as much. And they get to play in a much more relaxed environment against each other and earn more money guaranteed. It's a nice life for some, isn't it? Done right, isn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and and you're not surprised because you saw what Price did when he missed a couple early on in the season to dropping out the seeds that he took that opportunity to do exhibitions in Scotland. I want to say for one of those yeah. weekends. Yeah, he did. He went and did a weekend in Scotland. Um. So there's no real surprise to see that um, happen again. But it's mad that we've just predicted for a tournament on this weekend when none of them played the competitive action, but we've seen the numbers and we know how they produced over the weekend that there's still two of the favourites down into the World Series. Yeah, They were playing first at nines and averaging 105. I'm more than happy to back them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, yeah, that just shows the level that both of those two are at. Of just rocking up and doing that. But oh, just, just quickly before, sorry, I didn't answer. And um, so a lot of questions were asked: Why Gary skipped the qualifiers? He didn't skip the World Series qualifier. He was taken ill in the first leg and didn't play from there. He, he was genuinely 
genuinely ill. Um, I spoke to one of the PDC markers. It was ridiculously hot in the Metrodome that whole weekend for the Pro Tour and the the, the, the qualifiers. And yeah, he was taken ill. Um, but back to the Euro Tour. What a ten! What a week it's been for Cameron Menzies. First of all, they took a dart. It's coming. That he's gone from bordering losing his card to in the worlds in Minehead keeping his card. Yeah, and to be honest, the weekend surprised me a little on how he ended the week at the Players Championship because those first first two days he was ridiculous. Then lost first round in the following day. Lost first round in the um World Series qualifier, I believe. Might have been second. No, lost back-to-back first round. And then some of the stuff is produced on the weekend. Yes, it was probably Tamiel over in regards to it was utterly ridiculous one lead and some of them, the dots swaining to one will be a bit of a concern. Um, but it was a great week or 10 days for him and some great performances. The Probably the one thing I'd say... The word being shot from beating Peter Wright wasn't as big a shot for the people who'd seen darts for the past two weeks or even London with the former Peter Wright stop and how oh, Tam's playing. Yeah, not not wasn't a shock for me. Even at was it four two down? Yeah. Four two, four three down. Uh four two, one one four on the spin. Yeah. yeah, even then. I feel like he's another in the Ricky Evans and Callum Ridd's category right now that is just taking that extra half a second to set themselves for the hockey. Still throwing the darts as quick, but actually the importance of being in the same position, being ready to throw, and not rushing to get that first dart out of your hand seems to be paying off for that trio massively right now. They're still playing fast, but they're playing in a decent rhythm. Yeah. To be honest... I think he'll come away from the weekend disappointed because the opportunities he had to beat Danny and then how that draw then progressed. It could have been an even better weekend from what was already a very good 10 days. Indeed. i got a question. Where on earth has this form from Jules Van Dongen come from? Well, that, that's the other bit. That This is the Jules Van Dongen that we saw absolutely annihilate Q School with huge numbers. And all of a sudden, he's just worked out how to do it in this environment. What has it taken 18 months? Yeah, uh, yeah he's, been, he's been fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Another... Florian Hempel's immediate return to form out of absolutely bloody nowhere. Good to see, though, after the form he reached before. Yeah. So good to see. But all of a sudden, that these players are producing when it matters. You have to keep worrying for the others that can't produce it now. And that gap is getting bigger and bigger from players trying to keep their card to the ones that are doing this at the moment. It's just Especially once the players look like they were going that way. The minute they arrest that, that gap just keeps increasing, doesn't it? Like, 
that tour card race is provisionally no first round money added. But if these players are going beyond first rounds that weren't, that gap gets bigger and bigger and bigger to mount an assault on. Oh, 100%. And then you've got to give up your job next year to play. Yeah. Uh, um, obviously, spoiler alert, Christoph Ratajski ended a four-year wait to pick up his second Euro Tour title. Um, Please for him as well. Did you see the nine data that he threw over the nine practice darts? I did. That's becoming a bit more common as well. West, was it West it won? No, who it won at the Super Series of the week? John Worsley. Worsley. I think AD Lewis has done it before as well. Stephen Bunting replied to that thread on Twitter saying, did you see my last three darts? Which makes me think he might have gone ball, ball, ball. I'll find out. The boys at Keytown will know. He definitely tweeted going, did you see my last three darts as well? I think Dawson shared the Marco Meyer footage. But I don't get why a professional be bragging about three darts unless it's ball, ball, ball. Yeah. I'll I'll find out. Um, Shawnee Mack, whilst we're talking on that, says, how much are we saying is safe? Oh, a thing that God loves. Nothing is ever safe. <laughs> okay, what is the projective cutoff to keep your tour card? Statistician <laughs> language. Uh, tour card race. We'll keep the money on there. Seventies safe, isn't it? Is it? There's not a lot of spots to be playing for if that is the case already. We could because obviously the the post tour card race has got first round money at the worlds on it. Yes. I know there's a big jump, but everybody's got first round money added at this point. But obviously, if you're making I'm not sure, Mervyn King. And I know that's a big jump from 60 to 73.75. You're playing, you're playing but very conservative. But he's playing dreadful. Does he need any more? I don't know. What is he without provisional money? Still seventy-three, seventy-five. He's not qualifying for anything. Maybe that's an advantage of him. Without provisional money, he's fifty-third instead of fifty-ninth. So he actually loses out when people gain money. But he's in that advantage if he's not in anything at the minute, or less. Who's qualified for one? They'll be there. If Mervyn King doesn't play on TV again for the rest of the year, I think he's in trouble, even on that value. I still think he'll be safe. Looking at. And many need to jump in and where they are. That is some ridiculous runs. 
There's still, what, six pro tours, a Euro tour, four TV events, including the players. And the Worlds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't see enough doing enough. Dutz was in Pro Tour semi last week. Van Veen's there. Rafferty looked half decent in the week. Nah, you've, you've played that well conservative. I think Jeff Smith and Below are in trouble. Um, I think I think it's higher than that. I don't think Jeff Smith can make up twenty five grand to keep. No, I bet he's in trouble. It's not like I think Ian White is safe, but I don't think Mervyn King is. Despite the fact Ian White is two grand worse off than Mervyn King right now, because I think Ian White is still capable of rocking up on weekends and getting to a board final and being in whatever. I don't see that with Merv right now. Yeah, but I think that number's very hard to hit for that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's I don't see how they hit those numbers. That's my number. Take it or leave it. I'm leaving it. I, I think... Where is Merv in the world? I'm 50-50 on Boris. And that's where I am. On that figure, between the 17, 71 and a half, Ian White's fine. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Ian White is fine on 71, 75. Merv's defending 82 grand between now and the end of the year. Yeah, but on the tour card race, that's come off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If you're above that, enjoy next year. <laughs> um, but so whilst we're on that kind of theme, we've got two races going on at the moment. The race for the World Grand Prix. If you are Chris Doby and Callan Rids. Are you worried with a Euro Tour to go? Being that you're not in then. Patricio, mm. being that I... no, not really. I still think they'll be fine to two of Doctor Jump on. And for what else to do that? He's got to make a quarter. Sammy? Yeah, Van Veen's got to, and Van Veen's got to make a quarter. The one that I'm worried about is Rids. And the reason I say that is it Van Petresco can catch him and then Van Veen can catch Rids. Still an ask though, isn't it? You're oh, it, 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 is, it is still an ask, but I think Dobie is... Okay. now made a final session of a Euro tour, yeah. 
Did Van Veen make one this year? Yes, he's made one. Yeah, did he make a quarter or semi-final? Not that long ago. Yeah. I want to say quarters. Quite recently. And yeah, a quarter, a quarter final for Van Veen again would would get in there. I think Chris is fine. Um, I, think, I think Chris is at the Grand Prix. Talon's worried. Percent there. Yeah, Talon's worried, but I, I, I think he'll get there. I think he'll be fine. In, in an ideal scenario for Callan, Petretsko and Van Veen draw each other in the first round. And, and, Luke Woodhouse, and Luke Woodhouse is in the same section of the draw. Yeah. Can Willie qualify? Willie would need Petretsko to lose first round, Gian to lose second round, Woodhouse to lose before the third round and to make the final. Nah. Or win it. Or win it. Nah. Yeah. Um, and the other race... It's for the European Championships, which is hotting up. What have we got? Two Euro Tours to go or three? We have got three. Three. We've got 11. We've got 14, haven't we? As well as 13. Two left then. Yeah. I thought we had 14 left next year. Right. Updated after ET11, so there's two more. Yeah. And this is one, the European Championships is one place 32, isn't it? Yeah. So this is where it could get a little bit tactical. Nice. Dave Chisholm, number one seed. Yeah. Nah. It's annoying. It doesn't tell you on that race who's qualified for the final two Euro Tours. And again, Bo Greaves have qualified for the match play six months before they gave their dark green. So. Yeah, if you feel Steve beaten, you're slightly concerned on that. European Championship one. Yeah. Considering Dolby's in the last one and Beaton's not in any of them. Yeah. Dolby's one win away from jumping. Um, Owen says, Wesley Placey had an excellent weekend. Yeah, he did. Superb weekend for him. Um. Should we get questions in as well whilst we're here? Yeah, it's five to two. Fire up. Go on then, everyone. We'll fire them up. Get your questions in. What have you got for us? Is there a TV major in Chisnell? No. Not for yes. me. Not for me. He has yes. definitely got the ability. Do I think he has the mentality to get over the line given how many he's failed in now? A modern-day Terry Jenkins. 
Nope. Um, find, he finds a way. When and where? Um, when he's number one seed at the European Championships. And loses first round to Chris Dovey. The Masters, because you two don't class it as a major. Neither do the PDC. It's a premier invitational event. They're all televised titles. And it, in the order of how they've written them on their website as well, by the way, it's third out of four. Third out of four. Um, did, um, did, did Gary enjoy his selfie at the weekend, Boise? Yeah, delightful. He, he looked it. Yeah, considering I've just seen him at uh, at the end of a, a defeat, he was, he was delighted to see me. Of course he was. At least someone was, because I never am. You lie. You always ask me for a, you always ask me for a selfie as well, but I don't <laughs> say no to you. Unless you're ironing my shirt, and then I take a cheeky little photo of my bitch at work. Don't do it anymore. You know this. And by the lots of things, no one does your own anymore, so it's fine. Um, right, what have we got questions? Why? She does enough nowadays, it's fine. <laughs> um, Sam says, how long till Bo starts taking part in exhibitions? Um, Fallon's been doing it. It depends who books are, I suppose. She's done, she's done a top all. She's done one not far from here. I don't mean this horribly, but she hasn't done any of the big ones that we see social media coverage of. Does that make sense? I think she's done two. Yeah, I, she did one with Gary, didn't she, and Wayne? Three, so yeah. I know the one John about. She's done the we, ones with Chizzy and Lisa, I think. Yeah, we, we don't yeah. see any footage of them, so they go under the radar. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the last three international qualifiers will be? The Oceanic Masters, Europeans. I think Ben Robb will come through. No, where will the spots go? I thought skim reading again. It says, what do you think the last three international qualifiers will be? Yeah. Uh, so I thought you meant as in players, not where. No, no. As in the ones that haven't been designated a qualification route as yet. But the Oceanic Masters gets one. Yeah. I don't even know where we are anymore. They'll give the highest rank Max Hopper go again. So, so right at the moment, that one's done. That one's done. So we've still got Challenge Tour places, Women's Series places. Uh, PDC Asian champion winner and runner-up. The, the CDLC Pro Tour, is that the Caribbean one? No, I don't know. Uh, African Continental Tour. Ah, hi, Peter. Yes, it is. <laughs> Correct. Thank you very much. Hope you are good, my friend. <laughs> Plenty of letters in that one. Yeah. Um, Paul, we spent 
55 minutes talking about the calendar at the start yeah. of the show. We have definitely yeah. seen we the 2024 been. calendar. We have gone to town on the 2024 calendar. And if you would like to hear our opinions, watch this back when we are done. Yeah, we absolutely ripped it to shreds. We're not going to lie. Uh, super stuff, mate. Super stuff. Good stuff over the weekend as well. We spoke highly about that earlier. Just the Continental Cup to go for your 2023 season. Um, how are we doing, Craig? Hope you are good. Uh, Craig says, do you see new venues being looked at in the future for the Premier League? Not in the UK. I think it's where they ditch in the UK to move to. There's one coming in the UK. Oh, the Bristol one when it's fixed. Or definitely turning yeah, into Exeter, yeah. But other than that, oh, Newcastle will move as well once the new arena is done in Gateshead. Yeah. I've ordered some, some new Newcastle flags for that Premier League. Or I suppose venue. potentially there could be a new one in Manchester because isn't there a 25 was it 20 or 25,000 seat arena going in that Etihad complex as well? No idea. There's already a stadium around there. There's already a stadium around there that's hardly visited, so they don't need another stadium <laughs> to build this sort of thing, do they? Yeah, but you'd, you'd swap their team for yours right now, that's for sure. Of course, I wouldn't. He went after he was in prison. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I, 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 I might change the behaviour of some. <laughs> prison FC. Um, Sponsored by AIG Man United. When are we going to get a big tournament in Scotland? Uh, sorry, and I don't think you yeah. are. I think it's, your, I think it's your two it's Premier it's League nights and freezing that's, it, that's it. It's freezing and you still use Iron Brew to power your dial-up. You're right, dog. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Tommy, Darcha, remember, Darcha. Um, yeah, 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 the Montrose yeah, accent was yeah, all right this you. morning. Um, says Andy Phil, you were coming in. How did Barry Van Pier lose that qualifier at Modus today? Because in that first game, he played very well and Barry was shy. That, that, that's how. <laughs> Barry got better as the day went on, and the other guy. Um, Cutting his name off the top of my head. Winder. Scott Winder. Scott Winder got, got worse. But in that first game, he was superb. And there is a massive difference between playing round robins, group stages, and playing straight knockout darts. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Dazzle was extremely good on the Euro Tour at the weekend in comms. So I covered for him today. Um, do you reckon the PDC will start drifting towards one to eight of the worlds? No, not yet. No, not for me. Um, after that announcement today, there is that much mess at the moment. But I think that's a way off, don't you, boys? Yes. Darts five or side team 
who would you have in? Oh, right, Cullen would be in. Cullen Webster. Webby's not a tall card holder. Yeah, but it doesn't say that. It just says darts five aside team. I know those two are good. Oh, Aspinall's decent. Don't be any good. Probably. Well, Saudis would probably pay him a lot, wouldn't they? Whether he's any good or not. Find him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big Johnny, why? What happened? Controversially, I'm not picking Gezi or Johnny. Yeah, wrong sport. Ross Smith's a shout. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got um, Tony Adams vibes to me. That neck is just so long. <laughs> Tammy's a self-proclaimed world-class goalkeeper. I say self-proclaimed. Should stick him in. You're not going to hear a, a word he's saying out to you, but... That fucking mad monk from... <laughs> 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 to be fair, that is still tweet of the, the year so far. What happened? Aaron Monk happened. <laughs> No, crazy-spine-goal-it's-like-mean-machine-innit? Yeah, what happened? Aaron Monk happened, that's what. But everyone, thank you very, very much for your support. Thoroughly enjoyed that, the news dropping of... Oh, hell-breaking news was interesting. And